Hey guys, welcome to the pod. My name's Nash. This week on the podcast, we're keeping active with the UNSW Soccer Society as our Society of the Week. And we get you the latest on the NRL final season with Sports with Nico. But first, Joe and Swan are back with another installment of Science Fair. And this time, they're bringing you the work of another three-minute thesis competition finalist. Have a listen. This week on Science Fair, we've got another bit of interesting research to share with you from one of UNSW's very own PhD students. My name is James Dunn. I'm a PhD student in the School of Psychology, and my research is looking at human face recognition, and in particular, we're looking at how familiarity changes face recognition. James is part of UNSW's Forensic Psychology Lab and recently placed first in this category at the Science Postgrad Research Competition. So we know that you're better at recognising faces that you're familiar with, so you have no problem recognising your friends and family, but if you met someone once, you'd struggle to recognise them the next time you see them if they look that much different. So face recognition is something that we all do, but it is a particular context now where it's called unfamiliar face matching, where people are taking your photograph who have never seen you before and putting it up against your face and deciding whether you're the same person that you say you are. So here's an interesting fact for you. A study published just last year showed that passport officers miss one in seven fake ID checks. That's about the same amount as a group of untrained students. Since then, the Australian passport officers started setting face matching tests when recruiting staff. But it brings up the question of what happens when facial recognition fails and how can we get better at it? So what we're looking at is how that familiarity changes your face recognition processes in the brain and basically trying to use that to inform what we do with the, the practical reasons, so how we go about training people to get better at this and develop the software that uses face recognition. Until a few years ago, the idea of computer-based facial recognition seemed like something out of a James Bond movie, but recent advancements such as those in quantum computing have been able to speed up these tasks. Now it's mission possible to bring these technologies to the wider community. If you have called an international flight recently, you may have noticed that the customs line has been replaced by a series of facial recognition cameras. Insert your ear ticket into the booth, stand in place, look at the camera, and that snapshot it takes guarantees your re-entry and departure from Australia. Unless you've grown a beard. We work with the Australian Passport Office, so a lot of the stuff we've been doing has actually been applied to their workplace practices. Other places where it would work as well, the um, border security. But anytime, you know, even if you have door bouncers who are looking at your ID and deciding, is that you? Anytime you're trying to verify your identity using a photograph, it becomes relevant with my research. The fact of the matter is, despite the best algorithms developed by computer scientists, Trained experts still perform better than computers at this, especially when you're looking at images that are blurry or have bad lighting. But could our familiarity with a face be changing how we process these images? Here's how James plans on researching this. So a lot of the tests I'd use are just computer-based tasks where you're basically shown some photographs of people, either ones you know or don't know, and then we ask you to try and remember them and then later on test your memory on that. In between, we might make you get distracted by showing you some other people's photographs or 
different sort of things like that and change the nature of the task. But basically what we're comparing is for the faces that you're unfamiliar with and the faces that you're familiar with, is there a difference there? And if there is a difference, that means what you know about the familiar face is changing how you're doing, looking at that face or how you go about doing the task. And that informs us about what's happening in the brain as a result of familiarity. Next time you're at the airport dodging the customs queue because facial recognition software has deemed you familiar to your headshot and file, take a moment to think about the achievements computer engineers, psychologists and other scientists have made to make this possible. It's quite a giant feat. There's heaps of other super exciting research happening on campus at the moment by our very own PhD students. Not just in science, but in law, built environment, art and design. And there's no better way to get a taste of all of this in one place than the three-minute thesis finals coming up next Wednesday. The whole idea of the competition is for researchers to practice presenting their work to anyone and everyone. And it's not just about what I wanted to say, but how I was going to say it in a way that made people understand in only a minute. It was definitely an interesting challenge and I completely understand what the point of the program is and you can appreciate it because the best thing that I got was even my partner who was watching came up to me and she said, oh, I thought I understood your research, you know, always thought I understood it, but when it came to the day I listened to it and I think I get it now. Cool. So, as I mentioned last week, UNSW's three-minute thesis finals are on Wednesday the 23rd of September. Again, they showcase research not just from science, but from every single faculty across the university. If you're an undergrad thinking about getting into research, or you'd just like to support your fellow postgrads, come along to the Leighton Hall in Scientia at 4.30 on the 23rd of September. Alright, time for round two. It's time for Sports with Nico. Okay, boys. What do you call a guy who's running through the forest? Um... Russell. <laughs> Welcome to Sports with Nico. For some reason, they've retained us, and last show wasn't our last show. This week, I thought we'd talk about the NRL Finals. Nash, they've just been fantastic, haven't they? Oh, I wouldn't know. <laughs> <laughs> haven't I haven't really been following the finals. <laughs> Don't worry, he's our residential sports nut. That's what we've decided to name him. Yep. Anyway... Franco, it just reminds me of yeah. good old-fashioned footy, you know? I yeah, mean, yeah. Such close games. Yeah, this this past week was really close, especially at Golden Point. Um, mm. Good job by the Bulldogs. I still go for the Dragons in yeah, that me team. Too. I, was uh, I didn't get to see the Queensland derby, but right. um, I heard it was close. It was really close. I'll tell you, and the weather's getting warmer now. It reminds me of high school, you know, footy when it's hot. Mm. And, oh, mate, it's good times. Yeah, no yeah. wrestle in the mm. game. Which yeah, I know. It was fast-paced. Fast so what I decided to do, there are six teams left in the finals race. We've got Brisbane, Melbourne, Roosters, the Bulldogs, Cowboys, and Cronulla. So what I thought was, Franco, I'd get you to yeah. rate these teams' chances. But rather than using any sort of stats or any analogy that makes sense, I've decided to make you compare their chances with the famous Hollywood actor or actress. And the way, and the way that you're going to rank their chances of winning is based on their, how famous they are. So, so let's say, oh, you think a team's really going to win or take yeah. out the whole thing. You'd say someone like, you know, Brad Pitt or something. And then yeah, someone yeah. who you don't think is going to win, say someone who's not famous or something. Brisbane. Yeah, they've had a solid year this year. Uh, I really like their chances. You you'd might say that they're inexperienced. Uh, their halves are inexperienced. Just tell us who the actor is, bro. 
Angelina Jolie. What? Solid actor. I don't know. She's just like uh, consistent in her acting ability. She's really she wins. Solid, yeah. She wins. She wins some. She, she has a few like not so famous movies. Like but, Meryl yeah. Streep in a way. Sells a lot of tickets. Yeah, yeah, she does. She does. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Very yeah. comparable with Well done, now. She's learning. You're learning. <laughs> Melbourne. I'm gonna give them to Kira Knightley. Why? I love Pirates in the Caribbean. But I just don't like her as an actor. What Along with Mel- Melbourne, great team. They got solid plays going on, but I don't like them as a team. <laughs> wait, wait. So, so, you, so they're they're a good team. They play well, but you just don't like them. Yes. The plays. Okay. Yes. Fair enough. Makes sense. Roosters. Lindsay Lohan. Lindsay Lohan. Yes. What? <laughs> What's that? Everybody knows the movie Mean Girls, yeah. 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 That was a great. It's a good movie. And for us, it was our childhood. Yeah, she was alright in there, but like, I don't like her right now. So, right, much so again, it was a good, like, Rooster. So, a golden time, a golden era. Yeah, they had a golden. Oh, not really like that. Like, they, just like Mean Girls, they are good as a team, but I just don't like them again. That makes zero sense. <laughs> so, do you like Mean Girls or not? I guess that's Yeah, I love Mean Girls. Mean Girls, great movie. Right, okay. Don't right. Even but there's a time and a place. Yeah, yeah, oh, okay. yeah, yeah. Okay. Still confused. Okay, Bulldogs. Bulldogs, Adam Sandler. Adam Sandler. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this will be interesting. Why? Okay, Why? so they have two it, two styles of play. It's either very sort of erratic, uh, like crazy right. passes, all that, or it's just brute force down the middle. With Adam Sandler, his movies are either like slapstick comedy or uh, crude humor. So yeah. uh, he's, he's all right. I like him as an actor. So Bulldogs. Uh-huh. I'd say the underdogs this season, so I'm giving Adam Sandler. It's not likely he's going to win. Because Adam Sandler's the underdog. <laughs> yeah, when has he ever won a, an Oscar assigning? I guess, yeah, I guess <laughs> no. so you get what you mean. Yeah, yeah. No way. I'm just yeah. enjoying all these analogies. Though. Okay, well, <laughs> two we've more, got two Cowboys. More. You know in previous years how Cowboys make it to the finals, but by a stroke of luck always... Robbed three times. Yeah. Yeah. I wrote an article in Taranka about it a couple yeah. of years ago, actually. Yeah. It's perfectly fitting for Leonardo DiCaprio oh, to get dude. those guys. Ouch, why? Because he's never won an Academy Come on, uh, Inception, Titanic, you can... The recent miss, one, what was that? Uh, Wolf of Wall Street. Wolf of Wall Street, yeah. that's right, yeah. How many great movies has he had and how many awards? Tell me. Zero. <laughs> Zero for best actor. Exactly. Okay. No, but he, he gets robbed. And they every they, year. they come short, yeah, right. Yeah. Okay, Can't. I like that analogy yeah. actually. That that one's that one's it's making on a bit point. of sense. Okay, finally, Cronulla. Everybody would say Cronulla's the underdog this final season, so mm-hmm. I'm going to Nico straight at you, mate. Me yeah. <laughs> What? I'm the underdog. I'm the, I'm Hey, do you up. think you're gonna win an award this year? An Academy Award or something? No. Exactly. <laughs> but I'm not an actor. But still, that would classify you as an underdog as opposed to actual actors. <laughs> but I've so. got zero chance. Are you saying the Sharks have zero chance this year? Okay, they have <laughs> a slightly higher than zero, but I still support the underdog. Go Cronulla. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that was the worst segment the pod has ever done. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to bring us back. Nash. Yes. Our segment every week that we introduced last week. Mm. Hain Count. Uh, it's Hain Count. And <laughs> still uh, Nash, that. dude, it's still I, good. Noticed, I noticed that you didn't put music under it and make it sound good with auto-tune or whatever last week, but you're going to put it in this week, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. Awesome. And the Hain Count for this week is... 28 stories. 28. Yeah. 28. 28. From our friends at Fox. That's what, like... 
Average of three per day. Four a day. Four. Oh. Thanks, engineer. Seven, seven, <laughs> Nash, I think that's all we've got time for, my man. That's all we've got time and, for. But this listen, week. Uh, last week uh, I mentioned my 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 payment, and you kind of just cut me off with with music. Um, that's gonna get sorted, right? You're not gonna do that again, are you? Uh, not awkward at all. Not awkward at all. So, closing out the pod for us this week, we're catching up with the UNSW Soccer Society as we feature them as our Society of the Week. Have a listen. Ah, the humble student society, breathing life into the monotony of the everyday. We thank you not only for padding out our resumes, but for the community, the commitment, the barbecues and the beers. Who are these campus kings? Let's find out. Society of the Week! My name is Eleanor and I'm the current Vice President External of the Social Soccer Society. I'm Jules Stoss and I'm the Events Director for UNSW Social Soccer Society. Basically we're a society built around the idea of playing a casual game of soccer like we did in high school in the playground. So we meet twice a week just to have casual games where no skill matters, just rock up, have fun. The Social Soccer Society is for everyone who just wants to get some exercise in between classes and meet new people and enjoy themselves. We have our Wednesday and Friday games from 2.30 to 4.30 on the Village Green. We also have the tournament coming up from week 3 on Saturday at 8am. So you can find us on Facebook at UNSW Social Soccer Society um, in a group and both a fan page. And then we have our Instagram page called UNSW Social Soccer, which you can like all our photos. And you can email us at unswsoc3 at gmail.com if you have any further questions. People should get involved because it's just a fun and friendly atmosphere down there. It's a good way to get some exercising, which is free, which is always a good way of doing it. And it's just, everyone there is fun. There's always a lot of banter going on, and it's just fun kicking the ball around. People should get involved because exercising is fun, soccer is fun, and meeting new people there is a great experience. And that's all we have for you this week. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll catch you next time. See ya.